들어주셔서 everybody is all okay. Uh, I want to say an absolute big massive hello to everybody that's in the chat room tonight. And as you all know, we have got an absolutely brilliant show ahead of us. This is when the Asu show really does do its job properly and well and truly massive. We need totally um, to get in touch uh, with everybody to pass these words around um, from all over. And of course, we're doing things like that. There's one guy that we definitely need to have on the show, the one and only Howard Eipstein. Hi, Howard. How are you doing, love? Hello, my friend. How are you, Sue? I'm doing very well, thank you. Well, we have a very, very exciting show today. Um, I'm honored to announce that uh, one of my heroes, Captain Yoakum of the New Jersey ASPCA, will be calling in in about an hour. I had called him up and asked him if he would do me a favor to call in, and he said, of course, and uh, he's just an amazing guy. He's just an amazing guy. He does... Each and every day he's out there for the animals, and um, he's done a lot. He's done a lot of good, and hopefully he'll tell his story. But I have to tell you, he is um, truly, truly one of the people that has inspired me, um, especially to do the events. I was down one day, and I told him I was thinking about stopping. He told me, don't you dare, just saying. That's his favorite expression, just saying. He's a true gentleman and um, respected and admired by lots of people all over the world. So we're looking forward to that call in an hour. And... Uh, Missed our show last Tuesday, Sue, so I'm glad you're back and going strong now. Oh, yes. Well, I don't know about the strong, because the back isn't properly right <laughs> yet, but we're getting there slowly but surely. Okay. <laughs> and I've just very quickly got to say a big shout-out to Shropshire Spiritual Centre, because there's a few of them that are listening tonight. Um, I'm getting them on to the Ask Sue show, slowly but surely. So a big hello to all of them in lovely, dark and gloomy uh, Shropshire at the moment. <laughs> Now, um, I've got a caller on the line, Howard, so if you want to do a bit of a babble, I'll just check it out, okay? Okay. Okay, guys, I hope uh, everyone's ready for the show today. And um, I want to thank Nicole in Australia there. She's been staying up all night for the show. And uh, to all my friends who have supported me, you know, for the events and everything, both Tammy's, Allison, Shez, Tracy, Lily, all of my friends, uh, Anne, um, oh. I'm, I'm sure I'm missing one or two, but I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Who are you missing? <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm missing my, I don't know. I'm out of it today, Sue. But, you know, but, but especially Nicole. She stays up every single show for you. She thinks you're wonderful. So a shout-out to her. And, um, and 
And Howard, that John Rosa, he's not a bad guy either, is he? John Rosa? I don't know about John. You know, he's from New Jersey, but I have to tell you, Sue, that, you know, thanks to thanks to your show, John and I have become pals, and he's, 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 he's one of the finest men I have met. He's, he's truly good people, and um, it's Patrick I wouldn't. I wouldn't trust him any further than I can throw him. I don't know about that, John. But uh, no, John, truly, you're. Um, and and how close you, how close are you to the quarter of a million mark on the page? Oh, it's going to take a couple of days yet, but it's really up there. I think we're at two forty six, almost two forty seven right now. That's unbelievable, John. Can you just tell everyone when you started it and how it started out the uh, the page? Oh sure, I've only told that one a hundred times. Yeah, but there um, might be some new <laughs> listeners today. You know, you want to get new likes, there, John. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, well, Patrick was discovered uh, at the bottom of that garbage chute back on March 16th of last year, and within 24 hours, his story was just about everywhere. But uh, I saw it in my news feed from a post that was shared by Cody, my co-administrator, and uh, I saw that and read the story and felt that this dog was going to need a lot of care really fast, and it's going to be a lot of expensive care. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, let me let me just throw a quick page together give it a catchy name, and see if I can't pull some people in and get some donations rolling into the hospital. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this, again, the story was getting everywhere. People came piling in, and the donations quickly amounted to over $30,000. And at that point, uh, Garden State Veterinary Specialists uh, put out the word to tell everyone to stop donating, that uh, they had plenty, and Patrick yeah. was good to go. Mm-hmm. And so that was the start, and you know, then we had to find a reason to continue existing. And mind you, that was only in the first three or four days. Yeah. So we pretty much decided that you know Patrick's struggle uh, would be stretched out to a legacy by making the page available to any dog or cat in need, or exactly. for that matter. Yeah. Uh, we'll even do the Geico lizard if he ever runs into trouble. Yeah. Um, you know, I would like to say how he inspired me to the go. You know, to do the Go Green events when if, I think I had seen it on Yahoo Patrick's picture about March 19th. And I know they, you know, as you said, John, they needed money. And I, I was emailing people in Hollywood and Hollywood for, you know, days and days, and no, got no responses. And I said to my wife, I got to do something. So I said, let me try to do some Go Green events. And she was like, What are you talking about? This was like last May, and I think 40 people attended the first event. And I asked people to make donations in Patrick's honor, bring blankets to the shelters, uh, food, and uh, you know, the 40 people now you know, grew into a worldwide event. So, you know, it's amazing, amazing to me, and it amazes me every day how a starving dog near death has has changed so many people's lives, brought people together. It's it, it's just, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling when you think about it, John. It, it, I mean, it truly is. Oh, yeah, he's got quite a legacy going. I mean, the story spread like wildfire, probably because, you know, it, it, was, it seemed unique at the time that something, you know, the animal could be that deprived and then survive, and now we're seeing with a couple of other examples like John and Zena that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, dogs are pretty darn resilient. Yeah. Um, they, they bounce back from the worst of conditions. But, exactly. Um, it, it, was those, it was those photos that were taken by AHS of his uh, initial condition that got around and just shocked people into, you know, awareness of things they didn't think were going on or uh, had, you know, routinely ignored. Uh, either either way, people responded to Patrick uh, like no abuse case before, and so it's exploded. And like I've said, John, I, I, one of my favorite pictures in the early days is when he's in that little orange hoodie, just looking up. And mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I 
I believe he knows. I, I believe in my heart that Patrick truly knows he's special and, um, you know, that he has united people. And, you know, deep down, you know, you know I, I believe he's smarter than a lot of us, actually. <laughs> so, uh, well, I, know he, I know he's smarter than you, but... <laughs> hey, watch that. Hey, watch that, Rosie. No, no, boys, play nice. Hey, wait a minute, Rosie. You're going to pay for that one, buddy. Hey, Sue, you better defend me on this one now. You know, I don't know about that. Oh, um, no, I just said boys fight. We have a special birthday. Our good friend Sally is on hold. Our special friend Petey and Evie are one year old today. Her little yes, one. She is. I was just not going to interrupt you, boys, but it's okay now because we've got equal girls to boys, so we're That's in for right. the fight now, aren't we, Sally? Okay. That's right. <laughs> Sally, happy birthday, hey. to P- happy birthday to Petey and Evie. Yes, I'm going to make them special dog treats this afternoon for their birthdays. So they are going to have pumpkin dog treats today. Oh, that's great. Sally, can you tell everyone about Petey and Evie? Because I don't think everyone knows the amazing story. Um, I rescued them. They were seven weeks old. The owner had moved away and left them abandoned in their backyard with their mother, who was chained. And the mother passed away, unfortunately. And a friend of mine happened to live down the road and was trying to help take care of them. And she called me, and I brought them home with intent to foster. And, well, no, no, uh, they're a permanent family. So that's how we got Petey and Evie. And this is their one-year-old birthday. The old foster failure. <laughs> I'm a foster failure. Yes, yeah. I am. That's great. And, and Sally, you are having issues, and I and I know Jeff Coltenback came to your rescue. You know, helping yes, he you did. Yeah. Petey was becoming aggressive. I mean, he was neutered five months. We thought, okay, you know, normally you hear, oh, a neutered male, that's fine. Well, we had one of the ones that are in that percentage that it doesn't phase. Well, Petey become aggressive toward our other male dogs, wanting, and it was a pack issue. And I got a hold of Jeff, and uh, he emailed me some t- uh, training material, and he helped me through it. And Petey's doing much better. He's listening. He's not as aggressive anymore. He's he's doing wonderful. And he gets. And, he, and I heard a rumor. I heard a rumor they're both spoiled by their daddy. Yes. Yes, they are. Um, daddy, they are lap pities. They aren't. They think they still fit in daddy's lap. Um, even since seven weeks of age, he's been the one who's. He's. They're spoiled. What can I say? Rotten. <laughs> well, I have pities. Now, Sally, you it's lovely to hear such lovely stories like that, isn't it? And can I just interrupt and say, Cindy Martin from Oregon wants to say hello. Hello, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. Yes. Um, and also, um, where are we? Ruth from Oregon wants to say a big hello to Howard. Ruth Class, my good friend Ruth, tell her hello. Bless her heart. <laughs> Great. So, sorry about wonderful. that. Hey, hey, John, how many dogs do you have? I have just the one, uh-huh. Maddie. Uh-huh. He's a, he's a, he's a, what is, what is he now? He's a boxer, black lab, and pit mix. Wow, that's great. That's great. So he's about how 65 old? to 70 pounds, and he's he's now just about turning four, and he's currently sleeping, actually, in my lap here. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> 
half of him is on the couch, half of him is on top of me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, bless. Well, my, so we're a bit crazy then, aren't we? Let's face it. Yeah, my little Rosie is 15. I adopted her. I rescued her when she was three. She was um, she was abused a little, and she just turned 15. And she's just my baby. She's amazing. She's gotten me through. You know, you know, guys, it's amazing how how you know when you have a medical crisis or you're down. It's just just amazing how our pets get us through these things. It's 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 just it's just amazing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because the experience with my father-in-law, you know, Howard, um, yeah. my husband's dad had cancer, and I took care of him for three years. And the dogs were there for us because, yep. you know, my husband was going through losing his dad. He's an only child. His mom's already in a nursing home. And he was going through a lot. I was a caregiver. But the dogs were there. They they knew. They we they were they helped us with our relief. We could go walk with them. And when the night that my father-in-law died here at home, and Evie loved him. She was, I mean, people, I hate it when people say, oh, pit bulls are just mean. Evie would sit in the recliner with my ill father-in-law and watch Bonanza with him every afternoon. And the night he passed away, she was underneath his hospital bed. Wow. And we had to physically remove her for them to take him to the funeral home. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Sure did. She she grieved afterward for a few days, too. Unbelievable. So he, dogs know. And, and this is the thing, you know, people are saying that, you know, well, let's just say some idiots are saying that, you know, dogs don't have feelings, they are just animals and blah, blah, blah. And everything goes to show, I mean, because I know my miracle, my Rotty. I remember the day when I had um, a real bad migraine and to the point I think I pretty well passed out in the, on the sofa because I was in so much pain. And I woke up to the Rotty literally lying across, my, along my body with a head on my head. I'd got Penny behind my legs, my Labrador cross, and the other one was lying on the floor by the sofa as if he was guarding me. And they say dogs and that don't know. Huh, I've got know. a cat called Felix that comes and jumps on me as soon as I'm poorly. And I've actually called him the healing cat because he knows as soon as I'm not quite right. And before anybody says, oh, yeah, she's not that right all the time, I know. But, you know, <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, they do know. They do know. Oh, yeah. Now, Sue, I heard a rumor you rescued some cats recently. Is that true? Oh, don't even go there. (laughs) I'll tell you what, if you want to catch a mug, right, it's right here. What happened was, very quick story, we uh, went to see this guy going back a bit, and it was literally, we went to see him, and um, he'd got all these cats, I mean, his back garden was moving, I mean, he's got wood everywhere and stuff, there's all these cats, and I said, look, you really need to get these neutered and everything. Oh, yeah, Will. And I said to him, I'll leave a big dog cage here, keep feeding them in, and shut them in. So me and Bill went up there one day, and I said, I've not heard from you. He said, oh, I've not been able to get them all in at once. I went, I didn't say get them all in at once. Just get, even if you get three in there, just shut the door, and we'll come and get them. So we went to see him just recently, and he said, oh, there's kittens everywhere. Well, he wasn't kidding, to be fair, but we think that some have gone to, to some two doors down. So we went, and he, and he said, I'll catch them, and then I'll ring you. Well, he rung. So I've got, um, we got there first, and there was a pregnant mum there. So I said, look, we've got to get her in this box. We've got to take her home. So we arrived, of course, back home. Bill meets us at the door. What have you got now? And we've got a mum with a stomach like goodness knows what. Two days later, she drops four lovely, beautiful kittens, and I'm sure everybody will have seen it on my page because I actually videoed them being born. 
And then since then, we've actually bought about five um, grown cats. We've got two six-week-olds. And, of course, now we've got the one-week-olds as well. Wow. So all together in the house at the moment, we've got 18 cats in cages. And ever, never mind... So we've got ours and these new ones that we are going to be rehoming, but all together 18. And then we've had a phone call tonight. We've um, heard about um, two kittens that are two weeks old. They've been left by the mum, so we could be hand-rearing some as well. So if anybody's got any cages in the Shropshire area, by all means, give me a shout. <laughs> so it's just a bit crazy, to say the least. <laughs> you know, I wanted to just share a funny story real quick. Two years ago, I had neck surgery. So before I went to the hospital, I, 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 gave, I gave my wife, Leslie, a picture of Rosie. So I, I really don't remember it too much, but when I woke up out of surgery, my mom and my wife were standing there, and I said to my wife, quote, where's the picture of Rosie? They gave me the picture. I looked at it, and I passed out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, bypass, I bypassed my mom and my wife for my Rosie. But, you know, oh. something, it, it's true. That's how comforting they are. It, it's just, you know, it's, it's just amazing. But do you know what got me the most with these cats? After the, she had the four kittens, me being me, and yes, I talk to the animals. I own up to the fact, live on radio, but I do. And I literally went into the, went by the the um, cage, and I literally was kneeling by the cage, and I went, oh, aren't you such a good mum? And then all this, and stroking her and everything. And then all of a sudden, I put my face by hers, and her nose touched mine as if to say, Thanks. And I just looked into her eyes, and I, I thought I was going to cry. And it was just her way, I'm sure, of just saying thank you. Do you know what I mean? It's just really weird. Really weird. Do you know what I mean? John, are you a cat lover? Or? Me? Yeah. Uh, well, I only have ten, but... Oh, you have ten? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. And, you know, Sue's got me clobbered. She clearly likes them more than I do. Wow, man. <laughs> hey, Sally, I... I... Sally, I think Kayla's got a challenge here. I think she does, too. I, I think so, too. I, wow. I don't have any cats, but my daughters do. They they take over where the cats... I, I have uh, seven dogs, so I really don't have anywhere to put a cat right now. <laughs> well, the, the funny part is I've got three dogs. At this moment in time, even though we're going to be rehoming some, we've got 18 cats. We have got four chickens, six rabbits... Um, tropical fish and everything else, and never mind four kids. So, oh what can I say? Oh, <laughs> so do if anybody's I, got it. Uh, oh, do you know what? You, uh, honey, every single day. <laughs> yeah, do I, I saying do I, that, if yeah. anybody's got a small holding that's empty at the moment and would like somebody to um, obviously look after it and would like them, doesn't mind animals, by all means, give me a ring. <laughs> Sue, I do have some good news. You know, I've been so caught up with Memphis. You know, I, I do have the I have the senior event going, and I did get a PM two days ago that someone uh, someone just rescued two seniors in the shelters. One was nine, and one was eleven. I I, I I just totally forgot. So I want to thank them. The event is still going, and Sue is a co-host with me, and I'm and Sally is also. And I'm encouraged. It goes through the holiday, and I'm encouraging people to go to the shelter. If you want to rescue a senior, go in and play with them. Drop off a bag of. Um, senior dog food, a toy. You know, John, I, I don't know if you're aware of this, but I was told that, you know, due to the funding with the shelters, you know, you know, the seniors should be on special food, and due to the budgets, a lot of them just get the regular food, and it's very harsh on their tummies. So if anyone, oh, yeah, absolutely. 
if anyone is out there, please, please, you know, give up the pack of cigarettes for the day, the coffee, whatever, but go drop off a bag specifically for the seniors. It's just, you know, as, as Sue and I have said, and Sally knows, you know, a lot of a lot of kids just, of course not Sally, she was amazing, but a lot of the kids just drop their parents off at the nursing home and that's it. And, you know, you know, I'm told that the seniors, some of the shelters, I understand they're all the way in the back before people even make it there, and that's shameful. That, that, is, that is just shameful to me. So I'm encouraging everyone, whatever you can do, whatever you can do for the little seniors, because remember, they were young ones, and, and, and they need the love and attention. We, I have a good, I forgot, we had an adoption event Saturday, and one of our first dogs to be adopted was a senior. Oh, and we were so thrilled. It was he is she's going to a wonderful home. So and I have th- I have three seniors and I have three senior dogs. My oldest is sixteen, the other one's twelve and a half, one's nine and a half. I have a three year old, two one year olds, and a two year old. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness me. Sue, um Yes. Nicole just PM me because she, she can't call in and she would like to thank Patrick for changing her life and she has cats. That alert her mom when she uh, she has epilepsy when when she's going to have a senior when she's going to have a, a, a seizure. So I just wanted to pass that on. That's that's you know there are dogs and cats that that are in tune to that and you know um, and Nicole does have epilepsy and I guess the cats alert her mom. So you know, yeah. And she wanted to just say how amazing the cats are and of course to thank Patrick for um, uh, for bringing everyone into her life. I've got to say a big hello to Nicole as well because she's absolutely amazing. She sends loads of messages and um, obviously straight across the water, big hugs, big hello. Hope you're okay, Nicole. And, John, she also plugs your page too, down under there. Oh, so. oh that's awesome. Nicole, yeah. so, so hey, Nicole. It, <laughs> uh, do you know what? The thing is, this is what's amazing, isn't it? Let, let's just have a reality check. I mean, we're doing the ASU show, but you've got myself in U- the U.K., We've got you guys in America, and we've got Nicole in Australia. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. What time is it for her? You know. Good question. Is it about 6 a.m., can... Howard? What? Nicole? Is it 6 a.m. down there for Nicole? Uh, Nicole or is, it is uh, well, no, it's about, Yeah, it's about 6.30 in the morning. I know she's been up all night because she's afraid if yeah. she goes to sleep. So, yeah, she does this every Tuesday. <laughs> every Tuesday. She, every Tuesday she stays on to hear us crazos. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's 6 a.m. tomorrow. I'd just like to say that we've now got over 50 people in the chat room. Wow, wow. Yes. So All I want right. to say a big hello to everybody that's listening. Um, and can we just have, as Howard would say, can we have a roll call just to let us know where you're, you are all listening from? So then maybe I can give a quick shout-out to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. It's, it's, it's just um you know, John and I have talked about it. Sally and I have talked about it. It's just, um, I guess that animals animals uh, can unite people, and they have better reasoning than some politicians. So it is it is it is quite amazing. Hint, hint. Right. I'm going to very quickly do a quick roll call here. Okay. Oregon, Ohio, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Shropshire, Farnborough, Florida, uh, Minnesota. I'll say these probably wrong. Oregon. Howard's neighbor, Los Angeles, in the house. <laughs> That's Lily. That's uh, my friend, Lily. It is Lily. Uh, Newcastle. Anybody else? We'll see if we can get any more. 
I'll do a quick um, to the people that have got names on there. I'll give them a quick shout out. Uh, we've got Alison, Andrea, Beth, Bill, Claudia, Cindy, Debs, Edge. Um, all done. Let me just go back up. Um, Hillary, Jill. Obviously, we've got John in there. Cares for cats. Lily, Mary, Michelle, Rhiannon, Sally, Scouty, Sherry, Carol, and Tammy. That's a big, big, quick hello. Wow. <laughs> so this is the thing. We're just getting so far around the world, and we really do need to keep sharing these shows even further, don't we? Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. I think it's so. Amazing. I, I wanted to thank John for the Patrick Miracle page, too, because I've followed it ever since the beginning. In fact, you know, Howard, is that's how me and you met with Patrick. And the fundraising and everything, even though we were – I'm in the middle of the country, I'm in southern Illinois, and you're on the West Coast. It really got us together because we really did a lot of fundraising for local shelters because of Patrick. And I think John's page just really inspired me to start mine. I mean, I've got Bruiser's Angels. I've got, um, well, Petey and Evie, of course, have a page now. Um, And I've got a senior dog page, Snoopy Senior Pal, because it just inspired me so much to do something myself. And I thank John for that and Cody for that because you inspired me to do more. And now I volunteer for my local shelter. I help them fundraise. I help with their pet adoptions. I drive transport. And I cross post everything. I mean, you guys have really been an inspiration just by starting the Patrick Miracle and letting people know that, hey, Ab- this is what's Ab- going on in the world. Absolutely, so. And I have to say, John and Cody, my hat's off to both of them. And any time there's a cause there, John, you know, John or Cody will post it immediately and and, yeah. and and I definitely second that. They, John and Cody have made a huge, huge difference. And as we say, you know, as I've said before, John and Sally and Sue, everyone does, you know, I don't care what you're doing. You're cross-posting, you're rescuing, you're in the trenches. Everyone, everyone makes a difference. It's just, um, you know, it, it's and, just one big thing. Howard, that's, I, pretty much, that's pretty much the whole reason that the page even uh, existed beyond raising the money for Patrick at the start, which yep. was simply to share information, get more people to notice what's going on, and for them to share. Um, yeah, and of course we also held um, a pair of days that we called um, Patrick Sent Me Days, mm-hmm. which were events where we simply asked anyone that was on the page and listening, and all of their friends, that to just do something for the animals. I don't care if you, you know, if, if it's something like feeding strays in your backyard that you've never fed before. Fine, you did something. Um, going to the shelter, dropping off used blankets, dropping off, you know, a little cash, or volunteering there. To, to shovel up some poo, to do some cleaning, to do some renovations, whatever your talents are, whatever your time permits, whatever your wallet allows. Exactly. Just do something on that particular weekend. And the first one was explosive. I mean, it was huge. We got so much feedback from shelters coming to the page to thank us just because they had that many people in their own neck of the woods hopping in to finally do something. Exactly. It was a big wave, and we're planning something like that again uh, coming up shortly. Yeah, uh, I don't want to get into the dates yet because we haven't really hammered one out specifically. Yeah, and, but. In, um, and in March, I've already talked to John and Cody about this, and, and it's going to be a huge, huge event. The Scavellis, Mrs. Scavelli knows about it, and the captain does. March 16th will be Patrick's second-year rebirth birthday, so I don't want to say too much, but that weekend we, I am planning it will be the biggest Go Green event ever. It's going to be amazing, so I don't want to say too much, but just get ready because we are going to be honoring our hero big time. Oh, that's yeah. The one where, that's the one where they're going to be lowering him into the event from a helicopter, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think so. I think so. Maybe, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get to shake.
take his paw that day. You never know, John. <laughs> but, um, but, you know, it's just uh, just unbelievable. So, John, you want to give us a, since you're the most knowledgeable here of all of us, you want to tell us what's going on with Memphis as of today? I don't know that I'm the most knowledgeable. I would think Jeff's got that under control. No, well, I mean, I'm, I'm a, here, Jeff will be calling in soon, but you want to get started at least to tell everyone some of the updates? Um, well, the biggest update would be the town council meeting last night where they finally they finally got the ball rolling on a solution. Um, Bernard Hamilton, the biggest Memphis champion on, of the group, uh, basically asked that the council do something, make some sort of movement to force this entire thing to a conclusion faster than later and certainly before the October 5th uh, court date for the lawsuit that is uh, being pushed by the Lexus project. Uh, He'd prefer that the town not have to get into that and risk the the loss of a million dollars, obviously. And, you know, whether or not it's concern for Memphis, whether or not it's concern for tax money being wasted on the matter, or just expediency, you know, to get the the load of email off off their computers, whatever it happens to be, whatever their reason for pushing it forward, Bernard Hamilton voiced it and said, let's finally take a step. And he got the entire council to vote unanimously, along with the mayor, uh, to getting the town's attorney to contact all the attorneys involved, from each of the departments, the court, the Lexus project, get them all together, and basically offer uh, this solution, which is they end the lawsuit against the town, the town will sign the dog over to Jeff and Diana. So that's where it was left last night, standing ovation. Um, yep. Now it's a matter of whether or not we can get every one of these attorneys to agree. I personally can't see the court not wanting to avoid bothering with handling the case. I can't see the Lexus project um, fighting it because the result is what they wanted in the first place. And it, and obviously the council wants it. So really the only chance for an issue is with the Board of Health's attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so if they're going to stand in the way of it, and then this goes on a little longer. But if they finally decide to concede, you know what, the fight's no longer worth it, then it'll happen sooner than later that Memphis finally goes home. Yeah, and one thing a lot of people have asked me, John, and Jeff did make a statement yesterday, he unequivocally does not know where Memphis is. So for right. anyone asking, I've had a lot of PMs the last couple of days, he does not know where Memphis is. I have a strong feeling I know where he is, but that's, that's just conjecture, so I'm not even going to share it. Oh, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, the other thing is, I, and I, I must admit, I did put a, cop, um, a message, and I was just telling Howard before the show, that it ended up where people are slating these people that have got him, right? Now, you guys all know me well enough that I've said on this show quite a few times, numerous times, that he should go home with Jeff. I mean, the pictures and everything, are the, it, it goes without saying, right? But at the end of the day, The one thing that Jeff and Diana have always asked is nobody to select these people because two wrongs don't make a right. Correct. You know, at the end of the day, I mean, we see people having a go about these people, and I say to them, why are you having a go about them? They are not bothered. If they were bothered, they would have already sent members home. While you're slating them and having a go about them, you could have shared probably six posts to 20 different countries. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the thing is... Yeah, and you know who who is more qualified? Who is more qualified to to take care of Memphis than you know than Jeff? I think Jeff said between the two of them, they have like forty years' experience. And you know, I use the analogy, John and Sally, that 
who was who was better to take care of Patrick than the Scavellis? I mean, Doctor, you know, Doctor Scavelli is a you know you know veterinary doctor, and um, you know Patrick will need you know special care the rest of his life. You know, it's funny. Someone once said to me, "You could adopt Patrick, would you?" I said, "No, I'd go rescue another dog." I said, "That's very selfish." I said, "Patrick, you know, Patrick may have issues coming up. We don't know. It's a day-to-day thing, and he needs, you know, he needs to be not only with his the only family he knows." But with someone who is very, very on top of it and very aware, you know, of the situation. Yeah. Yeah, I agree there. Yeah. 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 yeah and we've said exactly. that we've said that countless times on the Patrick Miracle. People would constantly come under, "Does he have a home yet? Because I'd love to have him." And the answer is always, "Go to your local shelter. There's another Patrick waiting." Exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. We, yeah. And, the shelter. Yeah. Sorry, Doug. Go ahead. Um, no, I was just going to say you're you're perfectly free to rename him Patrick if you want. Yeah, the the shelter I go to and volunteer at has is full to capacity. We have over 100 cats and people begging us to take more. Our dogs, I don't know, we've got so many dogs. I don't even have to count on those. We have them in foster homes. We have them, you know, anyone that can help us, they do. The vet bill alone to have fan neutered heartworms with seven grand last month. You know, and there are so many other dogs. Patrick's okay. Patrick's going to be okay. That's right. Go out and help one that's not okay right now, who needs that home, who needs the help. Because, I mean, said and done, Patrick will be okay. He's going to be all right. But there's so many more out there who are not. Correct. And they're not going to have the option to be okay. Correct. Exactly. I'm sorry, Sue. I, I, I'm, I'm changing the subject for a minute because it, otherwise it will go off the chat. Andrea's put, Howard, have you read the assessment they released, released on Memphis? And then also, um, oh, I've just lost the link now. Hold on a minute. And that was that bit. And there was another, somebody said, Jim Crosby's assessment is available online also. Yeah, and yeah. they're going to post the link up so we can uh, have a read of it. Yeah. So, sorry, carry on. Well, Mr. Crosby's uh, evaluation is rather lengthy, but it boils down to there were two uh, small matters where he was reactive to certain stimuli that he felt needed correction, and that as the dog was on that day, he would not be uh, ready for adoption in an untrained family. Now, obviously, Jeff and Diana are not an untrained family. They know these dogs inside and out, and they deal with cases far worse than Memphis on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. So they could be adopted to immediately. And uh, if, they, if the Department of Health felt that they wanted the dog retrained before it was rehomed anyway, they'd still be the people to do that. Yeah, So exactly. the, you know, the, the quickest, easiest, and free solution to Bloomfield's problem is letting the Colton Vex just take the dog. Yeah, it could end, it could end very quickly. quickly. It could end just very, it could end that quick, John. Yeah. You? I wanted to yeah. uh, I wanted to thank one person. She's in the chat room. Her name is Debbie Ferris, and she is just one amazing lady. She cross-posts about as, as much as anyone I know. She's been there for Lennox, for Patrick, for Wick, all of them. So, Debbie, we love you, and thanks for everything you do. And we have to work on her uh, caps lock addiction. She's Debbie's really out there as a trooper, so she did everything. Oh, yeah. Exactly. So is anyone thinking, on hold? Is Jeff on hold or anyone? 
Uh, no, I just had a quick check. Nope, nobody's on hold at the moment. Captain um, will be calling in soon. Keep talking, I, I'd like to say as well, it's quite funny how everybody's got, even though we're a massive group, we're, we're starting to find out, out who's good at doing what. Do you know what I mean? There's loads of, it, it's like different people do different things. You know, there's some that do cross-posting. There's, there's, like yourself, Howard, that does the events. There's different, and, and it's good because it's like you go to do something, you think, no, actually, I can put that onto such and such because they're good at that. And this is the thing, it's got, even though we're a big group, we're still getting the word out, and these these links are still getting shared, but we do need to keep sharing them. You know, I, I, I've seen posts where people said, have we heard anything from Memphis? No, until you hear anything, you just keep sharing. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just keep going. Right. Absolutely. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, the township actually acknowledged that they were absolutely buried in records requests, in emails. Um, so that, too, must be part of the the decision to go have to push now for a final solution that comes up quicker rather than later. You know, that they're just yeah. overwhelmed and they just don't want to deal with it anymore. You so know even what, if they're yeah. doing it for that reason alone, again, terrific. Then the strategy worked and we move on. You know, John, you yep. know, I, you know, I think everyone is disgusted across their mind. After what happened with Lennox, I, I just, I just, I just don't understand why. You know, it just had to go this way. I mean, you, you would have think they would have learned. You know, you know what though? There are some people whose egos override all common sense. Correct. It's Correct. far more important for them not to be challenged than to actually even be right. Yeah. Yep. It's my way or the highway, and no one else matters. And there was one thing that they proved last night was that it does matter, and to the people in their own town. The previous meetings, when people spoke up and said their names and where they were from, you had about a thirty percent. Bloomfield resident uh, quantity in the audience, whereas last night, maybe two people that got up and spoke didn't live in Bloomfield. Ninety percent easily were Bloomfield residents last night. The town has had it with this mess, and they want yeah. it gone. I mean, yeah. I um, mean, how would yeah? You know, I mean, how would any, especially in this economy? I mean, justifying spending this kind of money—it's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Yep. Um, sorry, guys. Can I interrupt? We've got Jeff on the line. Hi, yes, Jeff. Who? Welcome to the show, love. Hey, everybody. How are you? How are you doing, Jeff? Jeff how are you? You got, three of your favorite, you got three of your favorite people here. Four of your favorite people today. Oh, <laughs> awesome. Good to, glad to be here. Hey, Jeff, before you start, I just wanted to tell you that Sally's Petey and Evie are one year old today. What What was that, Howard? Sally, Petey and Evie are one year old today. It's their birthday. Oh, happy Wolf Day. Yep, they're they're one today, Jeff. They are they're doing awesome. They get homemade dog treats later. <laughs> Very cool. So, so yeah, how are you yeah, doing I then, put, Jeff? I caught you... a few minutes of the show, so I'm not sure what I missed. Well, well, you just go ahead talking. and tell us what you know. <laughs> well, uh, you saw we, we had a pretty positive, pretty positive experience last night at the town council meeting, and the uh the mayor and council members unanimously uh agreed to look into what i guess what i perceive as a pre-trial solution um to so i guess that they're going to look into you know mediating the situation prior to court and uh so th you know that was a positive step uh councilman hamilton uh he's he's been a a, a huge proponent of getting this issue resolved 
uh, without you know without the you know having to go to court. Councilman Venezia was very vocal and supportive of the solution as well. Uh, Councilman Joannu was supportive of a solution, but seemed to be on the fence of what that solution is. Mm. Um, that was my interpretation. Um, the other two were, were pretty, you know, Councilman Hamilton and Venezia were uh, very supportive of Memphis coming back to us. Councilman Joanno's position was it would be a two-part process where Memphis comes to us for rehabilitation because he has so much confidence in my ability, yet there should be a second adoption process. And I didn't quite understand that because if I'm qualified to rehabilitate him, why am I not qualified to adopt him? So I don't understand what his two-part process was. It was almost contradictory in nature, so I really wasn't sure. Maybe that was just a politician taking the middle road. I'm not sure, you know. Um, but the, I do appreciate his position that I'm more than qualified to handle Memphis, uh, Memphis behaviorally. Uh, and uh, I can tell you this. We left. I'm not sure what time the meeting was over, and a few of us went to the diner to grab a bite afterwards. And we drove, you know, maybe seven or eight minutes to the diner. By the time we sat down at the diner, the other, the person I was with logged on to Facebook with his mobile phone, and there were posts all over the place that Memphis is coming home. And I was like, oh, my God, hold on. <laughs> you know, it was a very positive step, but, uh, you know, my experience in this whole ordeal is, you know, I, I will announce, that Memphis is coming home when there is a picture of me snuggling with him on my bed. That's when I will announce that. <laughs> yes, definitely. It ain't over till it's over. Now, Jeff, remember, yep. Diana promised me that in December when you guys come out here, I'm going to meet Memphis. I feel it. I feel it. <laughs> I, I hope I come out there in December. <laughs> um, you know, Jeff, I wanted to thank one particular person who is, uh, couldn't call in today, and she's near and dear to all of our hearts, and I know especially to you and Diana, and that's our dear, dear friend, Allison. Uh, Allison is an amazing woman, and she has uh, spent countless hours of her time supporting Team Memphis and the whole Memphis campaign, and, you know, whether it was, you know, grunt work and behind-the-scenes stuff or, you know, Someone to hug, you know, she's been there for everything. She's, you know, she's a good 40 minutes from here. She's been our, you know, bought, she's come down to us almost, you know, almost every week for the most part, um, spending time and working on everything. So, you know, it's, she's just amazing. And I heard you talking about my squirrely friend. Yes, Debbie, uh, uh, yes, I'm PMing her back and forth right now, and I already, so if you want to say something to her. Yes, first of all, John, she totally has a caps lock addiction. <laughs> <laughs> not even a question. I didn't make that as a question. <laughs> um, you know, and I, I, she, she really needs, to, and and I know how hard it is because I'm, I'm, you know, I'm the same way as, as far as not giving myself due for some of the things that I, you know, work towards every day. Let me tell you, you know, she, she is amazing. How she can communicate and get so many people together for the welfare of animals. And, you know, she keeps saying she can't do it directly. She can't be hands-on. She's more hands-on than anybody I know. So the fact that she doesn't actually have a foster animal in her home is irrelevant. And, Debbie, I hope you are listening. You are an amazing woman, and I love you so much. I love you. And Diana. Hey, Hey, Jeff, is Diane going to come on and say hello to us? 
Um, is Diane going to come on and I say hello? I heard that. She can't, she can't <laughs> get yes, out of it. Yes, she is. She okay, sure is. It's about time. Hey, how are you? Hi, Diane. Hi, Hi Diane. <laughs> hello. How you doing? Lovely to have you on the show, Diana. <laughs> it's on speaker. I can't really. Oh. Can, do you got it? Yeah, we oh, hear you. Hello? Yeah, we hear you. There we go. Hi. <laughs> how are you guys? We're amazing. We're good today. We're just keeping the positive thoughts for you and Jeff. Ah, thank you. I we appreciate all. I mean, all the support is just. I mean, it's it's insane, and it's helped us um, tremendously because there are those those days that, you know, it's trying. So to have everyone behind us. I mean, all I have to do is log on. It's funny because I'll, I'll I'll log off of Facebook because I just can't. I can't, you know, do it. Like, it's just too much. And then I log on, and when I think, you know, everything, like, when <laughs> when I'm, like, upset about this whole situation, we're, we miss him a lot. So it gets to us, and, and when I get to that point, I log on, I go on to the event page, or I go on to Save Memphis, or, you know, the messages in my, my private messages. It's just, it really helps. It, it gives us the strength to to move forward and you know with everyone Howard um you know just Allison and Debbie and I mean there are so many so many others I mean there's um Kim uh Bonomo she is amazing I mean everybody is just has has just circled around us and really helped us tremendously um and helped amazing. Memphis um so thank you I, 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 thank you seems so like little for what we're feeling, you know, and appreciation. It really does. Um, so I guess that's it. Diane, <laughs> Diane, stay on the line for a moment. Since I'm, since I'm the Tuesday co-host, on behalf of all of us, I want to say a special, special thank you for Sue to bringing us all together and getting the word out for all the angels because she, 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 she is one of my heroes. She's just one of the most. Amazing people I know, and I'm so glad she came into my life. Awesome. Oh, d- yeah, yeah. It is my pleasure because at the end of the day, and Diana, I've not spoken to you before, but it's absolute pleasure speaking to you and having you on the show. And I know both you and Jeff, I mean, what you two must be going through, none of us can even try to take on. But let me just say to you now, I know that everybody will agree with me in the chat and everybody listening and all of us here, there is no way we're ever going to give up with it for you. We are going to be right behind you every step of the way. And that is even when you have Memphis back. And we won't give up. Well, yeah. Thank so, I mean, you so I, much. Looked, I, you know, it's, I mean, I think... Fair, um, I mean, I, I've looked at the pictures, and I've said this to Jeff before, look at the pictures. and There's so much... I mean, the pictures speak a thousand words just on their own. Do you know what I mean? But the fact that all these people are behind you as well, surely they've got to see what's what's right. I, I just, I wish I took more video of him just chilling out in the house. Like, just, I mean, because he really, he was so happy here. And, and just, the I think the hardest part of this was, one, not seeing him. Um, and, I mean, the hardest part was driving him back because we've never, ever, ever driven a dog to the shelter. to get. We've, it's never happened. We're always taking them out of there. And, and for us yeah. to do that, that was, 
I think the most heart wrenching thing we've ever had to do. I mean, ever. Well, um, yes. Sorry, I'm getting all choked up. I, I'm gonna um, I'll put Jeff back on. Diana, can I just <laughs> oh, say one okay. thing? Sure. <laughs> Diana, just one thing. I'm just sending you from from all of us one massive, massive hug and a big, massive tissue because we're going to be holding that tissue and we're going to give you hugs all the way, okay? Don't, please keep in touch with us and anything we can do, if you just decide you need us to share something in particular, and I have also insisted, and I've said on the show tonight, that everybody doesn't be slating the ones that have got Memphis or whatever, that we literally just need to keep sharing these links and, and sharing the story everywhere. So a big love to you, okay, love? Absolutely. Thank you Take so care, much. Take Diana. I love you. Love you too, Howard. Thank Take you. Care. Okay, honey. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh, do you know what? I just want to give you both a big, massive hug, but unfortunately I'm in the UK, so you'll just have to close your eyes and imagine. <laughs> Virtual hugs are wonderful. <laughs> yes, definitely. Now, um, Jeff, I've actually got somebody on the line at the moment, and let me just see if I can sort it. Marissa, and she's from the Lexus Project. Okay. Hi, Hello. Marissa. Hi, it's Larissa with an L, but that's close enough. I'll I'll settle for Sorry. Marissa. Hi, Larissa. <laughs> no problem. So how hey, are Jeff. You? I'm doing good. How are you doing? We're good. I'm glad to hear the good news that the city finally wants to uh, it's looking to settle before the case comes to court on the fifth. Yeah, that's that's what they were that's what they presented last night that they want to you know look into. You know, I guess that'll be up to you guys to figure out how that all plays out. Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I just want to tell you what an exceptional campaign that you have had. I mean, we have a lot of different owners that have dogs and bring cases to us, but you've done an exceptional job, and uh, everybody in Bloomfield has done such an incredible job that this has been an amazing case to watch, and it'll be an amazing case to see what happens, too. So yeah, we've, so we've been fortunate to have, you know, a lot of supporters behind us. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, we've like we've shared before, I mean, my wife and I, we've been pit bull advocates for, you know, over 20 years each. And, you know, we're, we're thick-skinned enough to go through the scrutiny of being pit bull owners and pit bull advocates. And when we see injustice, we just speak out. It's just our nature. Yeah. And, you know, never in a million years would we have thought that we'd be in the middle of something like this, but, you, you know, you hit it right on the head. All these people supporting this, it, you know, supporting Memphis has been nothing short of miraculous. Yeah, and the Sorry, incredible Larissa. power of, yes. Sorry, Larissa, can I just interrupt? There's quite sure. a few people, obviously, that have just joined the Asu show, so can you tell us what you do and, and what you're all about? Uh, Lexus Project? Yeah. Sure, Lexus Project defends dogs on death row and dogs deemed dangerous. Uh, we, our whole thing is to get the dangerous label off the dog and also to save the dog from being killed. And uh, we are usually contacted by the owners of the dogs, and um, we then go ahead and describe our protocol. That's changed, too, because we didn't used to ask much of the owners. Uh, we would just start a fundraiser and get things going and get a Facebook page. But we realized in the course of doing this work that there are many owners that just sit back and do nothing. 
You know, they they expect everything to be done, and they're usually totally not involved. So we've changed our protocol completely, where we now expect the owners to take some financial responsibility, where we also expect the owners to go ahead and promote the Facebook page and promote the fundraiser, to be involved in the whole process, and not just dump it and think it's all going to happen by some miracle. Uh, Larissa, is that your name? Yeah, Larissa. Yeah. Yeah, my name is Howard. Nice to meet you. I just want to nice thank to meet you. you. I just want to thank you. I've, I'm the one who does the Go Green events. It started with Patrick, and I've done it for oh, Lennox. And I just want to thank you. I've had some of your people on the page supporting it. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. And it's our pleasure. Well, it's our pleasure. Well, it's our pleasure. You know, it's an honor to have you on this show, and we appreciate you calling in. Great. Um, one of the things we've noticed is it's how quick how quick animal control is to want to kill animals and how quick people's solution is, well, just get rid of the dog. And some of the cases that we have are incredible for such asinine reasons they want to put the dog down, a dog for just being a dog, for doing dog things, you know. And it's just, you know, the more cases we have, the more stories we hear, the more we realize that things are really messed up and things have to change. They have to change. I mean, whoever thought that a dog would need an attorney? You know? I mean, think about it. But, you know, like I've said, Larissa, I think, and believe me, I think that since, um, you know, since Patrick and since Facebook, I think the awareness has, like, gone up so much. It's it's just unbelievable. Yes, it has. And believe me, Patrick was not the first starved dog, but as we said, it was something, like John said before, something just clicked. And between that, you know, people criticize Facebook. Well, you know something? It's united people from all over the world, and it's brought people together. You know, people say to me, oh, my God, oh, my God, but I think you'll agree. I think we're seeing it more because we're more aware. It's it's out there more. This this has been going on for a long time. But I just think, and, and, uh, you know, that's where I think Facebook is great because, as I said, it's created so much more awareness. It's gotten people angry when they should be, and, you know, this has got to come to an end. And I think people... You know, as we said before, what you do, what you do, and everyone does what they does, and it's just, you know, it's just a slice of the pie. When you get everyone together, you got the whole pie, and, it, and it's definitely helping the animals. But, you know, day at a time, but I, I think we have made some progress because there's people out there who never were involved, like myself, and, you know, now they are, and, and you know, I think that's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it has it has an incredible amount to promote. I mean, it, just the support that we've gotten, some of the cases we've had that have have had major support has all been thanks to Facebook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and if it wasn't for that medium, that social media out there to get the word out, exactly. we wouldn't have the support that we've had on so many of our cases. You know, like I tell people, you know, it's like anything, Larissa. If, if something is used the right way, it's a great tool. And if Facebook's used the right way, it's a great tool. Yeah, it certainly has helped us. Larissa, um, obviously, I, I, I'm, I did. I'm a bit. I don't know a lot about the Lexus project, but what after what you've just told me, have you actually? Now I'm in the UK, so obviously, um, it's a different thing because we don't even have pit bulls, or that you know they're legally not allowed here. But as far as Jeff's case with Memphis, have you ever seen anything like this before in all the other dogs that you've dealt with, and also uh, somebody as responsible and with as much clout behind him, if that's the right English word for me to say, um, behind him to go and rehome a dog to then be turned away? Well, we've seen some interesting cases. I mean, just really, I mean, I can, 
I'm not going to go into all the cases we've had where it's been just ridiculous, but I would say that in this specific case, uh, no, it is unusual because of the background that Jeff and his wife have. You know, I mean, they are trainers. They have the background. They would know how to handle the dog. And it seems to me that this was just a move by the people to just to just do something, to cause trouble that had no validation, that had no uh, reasoning behind it. You know, I mean, to pull a dog that is with a person who is certified, you know, and to say that that dog is being dangerous, being in that environment, when the socialization is happening, which is part of the training process, makes no sense to me. Now, it just seems well, like they, they just wanted to do something and they thought they were going to get away with it. Exactly. And the thing is, it's like, uh, my I, what, the question I keep wanting to ask is, okay, let, let's put the, Memphis back where he is at this minute, right? Okay. What sort of person... Are they going to then allow Memphis to be rehomed too? If it's not Jeff and Diana, who is going to be more experienced than them? I can't I mean, let's say anybody more experienced. Thousands and thousands. I mean, you'll you'll back this up in the sense that there's thousands of dogs out there in these kennels, and we are begging people to go and rehome these dogs, and we've got somebody who is more than capable, who's got so much experience to take this dog on, and they say, no, sorry. Yeah, it makes no sense. There's, there's, there's absolute, and excuse the, the English, but idiots going and, and getting dogs from kennels nowadays. They sign a form and they take them home, some without a home check. And, uh, now, this is the real bad kennels. And, we, and they literally go, and we don't know what sort of home they're going to. But we've got Jeff, who's got an experienced home, who knows exactly what he's doing, who's already met the dog, knows what he's taking on, and if anything did go on... He's already said he's going to take that responsibility on and obviously deal with whatever he gets thrown. Do you know what I mean? What, I just don't understand any of that. I mean, it's, it's just to the point of mind-blowing. It's crazy. It's just absolutely crazy. You know? Yeah. In a lot of cases we have are crazy. Just the reasoning, there is no reasoning, there is no logic. It's just that it's just a dog and we can do whatever we want with just the dog. It's that mentality that the life of a dog doesn't matter. It's just one uh, of a hundred or one of a thousand. So that's it. Let's just pull it and let's just kill it or let's not let it go back to where it's going to be best suited to live. Larissa, you know what I, I, I have a que- I have a question. Sally, I'm Sue. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, guys. Sue, do you have anyone on hold? Because the captain's going to be calling in any time. No, I am sorry. keeping an eye, Howard. Don't okay, worry. thank you. I'm sorry. Thanks. I yeah, I, I had a, a quick question. Larissa, have you guys ever had a case where a dog has done nothing wrong? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we've had a case where a dog has done nothing wrong. We we had a case here in Florida where. Um, uh, a dog was, well, in my opinion, it was nothing wrong because the dog was being walked by the owner, an elderly man, and a gentleman had his uh, little uh, a little dog off-leash. A little dog came running across the street and attacked the dog. Of course, the dog was a pit bull on a leash, attacked the pit bull, and they came and they took the pit bull. Wow. And it was a big case Good. that we had here in Florida, and we won that, too. With a lot well of pressure done. and a lot of Facebook and a lot of media and attention and everything, and the city just wanted us to go away. <laughs> By the end of the day, that they wanted us to go away. 
Can can okay. somebody just handcuff this woman to the show, please? Because I think we need her here a bit more often. <laughs> <laughs> Larissa, let yeah, me I, I like it when I like it when they they can't wait for us to go away. That's that's I have a wonderful feeling at the end of the day. <laughs> well, Larissa, obviously, obviously the pit bulls are totally profiled. I mean, if you get a lab, a poodle, blah blah blah, that bites someone, it's handled differently. Is that correct? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, all the time. So, okay, so it's total. It's total, like Sue and I have said, and. You know, it's total profiling. Yeah, it's total profiling. Most of the cases we have is profiling. So, you know, like I've said on this show, Larissa, and I'm not being funny, you see a guy walking down the street, 300 pounds, huge, has a black vest, beard, long hair. He's a biker immediately. Same thing. Right, exactly. Same thing. Yep. And dangerous. Larissa, I want to ask you a question. I've, I've mentioned this on the show a few times. Obviously, everybody is campaigning for the change in the BSL laws or a deleting of it, let's just say. But I quite like the idea of OSL, of owner-specific legislation, where we literally put it onto the owners and not the dogs. What's your thoughts and what do you think we can do to make a change? Oh, I, I, that, I would love to see that happening because the owners are the biggest problem. Um, they are either the solution to any issues the dog has or they are the exacerbating uh, thing that causes the problem to escalate. I mean, the cases that we have, I mean, most of the time, not all the time, but most of the time there's some owner, I call it non-intelligence going on. You mean something just isn't computing, and and you've got to you've got to know your dog. You've got to know the type of dog you have. You've got to know how to handle the dog. You've got to know the triggers, and you have to understand this. I mean, I'd love to have some owner-specific legislation going on. Hmm. Yeah, and and let's let's face it. Let's change it back to our Jeff here. He, he's got all of that. He's got all of that. He's got it all. He's got it all. Jeff has it all. He's, it, do you know I mean every single small bit? There's nothing more that we could say, and I just want to say that we have actually emailed Mr. Fitzpatrick and asked him to come on the show, and obviously hasn't called in. But again, I would like to ask him to come on the show if he wants to the show just to be myself and him. That is fine too, but I would love him to come on the show. I, if there's another side to this story that he wants to share, I am more than welcome to listen to his side and literally take on board to what he says. But at the end of the day, the evidence that I'm seeing, from even from the UK and what everybody else is seeing, it, it, it's, it, it's just a shut case. What, what are we talking about? It is a shut case. The thousands. I mean, have you seen anything? You know, what, what's your actual thoughts on Larissa? I'm, I'm actually putting you on the line here because, let's face it, Jeff and Diana, we're not going to find any better for Memphis and, on all the different things that we've got. So what what were the chances, and what is it do you think that Bloomfield and all of those are actually holding on to? I actually think they're just being precarious, and I think they're just being downright stupid. I think it's just that simple. I've seen enough of it to realize that there are some places where people are just downright stupid. Um, They don't make any sense. They're not using any dog logic. They're not using any dog-related specific behavioral applications. And they're just going and making an off-the-cuff decision, and that's how it has to go. And it's like I said, 
um, I mean, my background is I've trained dogs for over 20 years to guide blind people. So I've been around canines. I've been around dog behavior. I've been around pack behavior. And, you know, you have to understand that you're dealing with a dog, and dogs have certain behaviors, and there has to be someone who understands what they're doing. Just because you have a dog doesn't mean you know what's happening. And it seems to me in this case, as I said before, that they had a, more than a qualified person that the dog was with, and they just came up with this idea that, oh, my God, the dog is being put in a dangerous situation with kids, and let's just take the dog out of there, whereas not realizing that part of the issue is socialization, and socialization means being around different types of people in a controlled situation. That's the key, a controlled situation, not arbitrarily walking into a playground with a whole bunch of kids. Yeah, Right, and one of the things that uh, blows my mind and it brings up an analogy for me, is that we've got people, you know, Jeff and Diana together over 40 years dealing with this specific type of dog and the specific type of behavioral issues that we're, work- that we're talking about Memphis having. And then we've got the health department, which as far as I know is two people, as well as the town attorney. Not, none of the three have any dog expertise whatsoever beyond perhaps picking the name of their own dog. That's and, exactly it. And so what we've got is a situation where we've got three hospital administrators telling a brain surgeon how to perform surgery. You hit the nail on the head. Without dog expertise, there are too many people sitting in these positions that make the ultimate decision on the dog that have no expertise at all, no common sense about dogs, no expertise, and they're the ones making the decision, and that's the problem. And, and Larissa, I, I, If I could play devil's advocate, I could tell you what, you know, just – from from what they've been portraying is that Jeff Coltenback acted irresponsibly, used poor judgment, and put those children and the public in harm's way. That's 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 their position. And what people fail to realize, and they keep throwing this barrier out there, people don't understand the amount of time that the mother and the children were interacting with Memphis with a barrier between them prior to us going out when Memphis went to the bathroom, we took pictures. You know, they, it, they're they portraying it, and, you know, Larissa mentioned it. They're portraying it like I was walking in, in carnivals and street, flares, street fairs and playgrounds with these children. And what nobody will admit, and I think I mentioned this last night, there was a group of us after the meeting walking, uh, you know, chatting and, and stuff, and I said what people fail to, fail to admit to is that they can say all they want about the situation and all the things that they want to attack me and say I did wrong. At the end of the day, what I know is that Memphis is good with those children. That's what right. I learned from my interaction yeah. with him and my slow introduction to them is that Memphis is – if I can make any you know categorization of Memphis in, in a specific area – as it relates to children, is that he has successfully shown positive behavior around kids. Right. The, the, thing, the thing is, though, Jeff, that um, going back to people, rehome ordinary people, I'm going to say, rehome dogs every single day from kennels. And they do, people rehome them from these kennels, and obviously they do their little test at the kennels in, in whatever way fit they decide. And These dogs come into people's homes. Now, let's just say that they did a home check on this occasion, and they brought them home. There was no kids because, obviously, the parents sent them away. This dog comes in. 
the thing is that they're sending dogs to homes with children every single day. So, so right. how can you ever assess what Memphis is like if you never put him in that situation? And what, what's the, the, the whole the whole kicker here is when we signed this ridiculous contract that was ambiguous and way too general for them to even have an argument is that they never asked Diana and I if we had kids. They don't know us. Mm. For all they know, we could have three toddlers. Good you know? grief. Yeah, I never thought and of that, Jeff. That's a, you know, I never, that's a good point. I never that's, even thought about that. That is a good point. Wow. Sorry, Jeff, Jeff, going back to that for a minute, so what exactly, when you actually took Memphis to your place, what exactly did they actually ask you before you had him? If I'd be willing to sign a contract. <laughs> so, so, so let's face it. They didn't know if you had a secure back garden or, or what the situation was or how many dogs you had at your house or whatever. They just literally asked if you would. Sue, I could have been living in a tent and they wouldn't have known. Oh, gee. Unbelievable. That's disgusting. Hey, they make some nice tents, though. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Right. Now, I've got um, a very special caller, obviously, who I've been waiting for to come on. Here we go. And that is, of course, the captain is on the show. Hi, how are you doing? Doing very well, thank you very much. Captain, how are you you doing, my friend? From the bottom of my heart, I really want to thank you for calling in. You know how, how we all feel about you and... I, you know, I just want to say that you have inspired me with the events, and um, you have inspired so many of us. You're one of the finest gentlemen I've met, and I just, from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank you for calling in, my friend. Thank you very much, Howard. Um, I always, uh, I always try to uh, make sure that uh, people like yourself and like Jeff and Diane and people who really have the animals in their heart uh, to always try to take time to make sure that you know that I'm supporting what you're doing uh, and appreciate your support right back. So thank you very much for those kind words. I've got a couple of questions for you. First, people want to know the number one thing is how how is the Patrick's Law progressing? Um, actually moving along very well, and one of the reasons that I'm optimistic uh, mostly of late on several uh, of the laws that have either just recently passed uh, and ones that are right now being looked at is that we're getting a high level of communication from our legislature with members of the NJSPCA, uh, myself included. And so many times in the past, laws have been crafted without them seeking our input, and it's always been a battle at the end to try to get the laws amended. So things are moving in a very positive direction right now in the state of New Jersey when it comes to new legislation. Okay, and question number two, if you can say anything. I know Keisha goes back to court on the 22nd. Um, can you say anything? Yes, she does. Uh, okay. Well, m- most uh, most importantly, and I always like to start off and finish off by saying this, most importantly, Patrick uh, is just one one amazing, uh, well-socialized, well-adapted uh, gentleman of a dog. Um, he's living a great life with the Scavellis. And as I've told people, and you've seen this posted on our Facebook page time and time again, as every day passes where Patrick is with the Scavellis, uh, that would make it exceedingly more difficult to ever even consider uh, removing Patrick from that home, which I personally don't think will ever happen. Uh, It would defy all logic in my eyes. Um, And the case status hearing 
on October 22nd. Uh, you know, secondary to us is what punishment is going to be dealt out and how fast this case moves. Um, you know, that's a case status update in front of the judge with the defense attorney and the prosecution there. Uh, and, you know, the plea offer that she was offered in the past several times has always included jail time, which they have turned down. Uh, we'll see where this goes on October 22nd. Okay. One other thing, Captain, if you could share with everyone on a light note. I remember you telling me way back when, Patrick was first taken that he used to like to bark at the trees, and you went over there and barked with him, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. Uh, I had an extremely, I, I got to say, thanks a lot for bringing that up, Howard. I just heard Jeff's living in a tent now, uh, so I don't feel so bad. But after an extremely uh, frustrating couple of weeks, I was uh, honestly emotionally pretty racked uh, and, and just drawn. And there were two places that I went uh, to visit Patrick and actually barked at trees physically. Thank God nobody <laughs> videotaped it. And then I actually jumped in my truck and took Chloe down to uh, the Long Beach Islands or Island Beach State Park. I'm sorry. And we walked on the beach for about seven hours together, just she and I. And it was the best seven hours I've had in a long time at that time. So, yeah, anything to reduce stress. A good dog fixes everything. Yeah, yeah, very true. Definitely. I can honestly honestly say, Captain, you are definitely um, part of the ASU clan now. The madness (laughs) has just set in, and you've just confirmed yourself to it. So congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. you. Yes. Every time I speak in front of groups of people, I always start out by letting them all know that everyone in the room, in one way or another, is out of their mind, animal welfare people. Um, most, Most in a good way and a few in a bad way, but just so everybody understands. Stands, we are all crazy. Simple yeah. as that. So, so Captain, can you tell people when you see? Have, have you seen Patrick lately or not lately? Um, I haven't seen him in the past couple of weeks. Okay. Um, but you know, it was probably a little over a month ago. And, and again, um, you know, I posted a picture on our page the other night that was kind of a not the best picture, and Patrick looked a little chubby, and a lot yeah. of people picked <laughs> up on that and said, you know, he's eating too much. Um, I will tell you this, the Scavellis uh, have done a remarkable job in making sure that Patrick does not get out of shape. Um, everything they've done for him, um, he is always going to have some medical issues, uh, and there's nobody in the world better to understand that than Dr. and Pat Scavelli. Um, they're very aware of that. And Patrick is actually uh, in optimum shape. He, he gets tons of exercise because every day to Patrick is a new adventure. <laughs> every time he sees something new, uh, he's got to go figure out what it is, and that usually entails running around in circles and uh-huh. just getting all excited. So, yeah, he's just a, he acts like a great pup. You know, you and I have <clears throat> sorry, Kevin, you and I have had the conversation joking around. Do the Scavellis, I'm sure they do. I mean, they realize, and I'm not being sarcastic, Patrick is mm-hmm. like a rock star. I mean, Pat, uh, the Captain absolutely. and I have had this discussion. I mean, I think... I personally, I think that Bruce Springsteen should be opening up for Patrick. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and, it, and it's funny because the the Scavellis help keep Patrick grounded, which has been one of my priorities as well. Um, you know, we do have the Hercules case, um, and Hercules is actually out making appearances on behalf of the NJSPCA, meeting and greeting people. Totally different history and totally different case than Patrick's. And in due time, once we work through. Uh, all of the legal issues, and it's amazing how many legal issues uh, we now deal with in the animal animal welfare world. Every time you turn around, you know, Patrick will also be making some appearances, but uh, everybody needs somebody to help keep them grounded. You know, Mrs. Captain keeps me grounded. 
The Scavellis <laughs> keep Patrick grounded, uh, so it all works out. Captain, can you share the story when I believe he's 11 years old who helped raise $5,000 for Hercules Bill? Because I know he's one of your heroes. Yeah, that was a young man named Cade um, who uh, decided he wanted, when he saw pictures of Hercules, he wanted to do something special for that dog. Um, Cade set up a lemonade stand and in today's world with social media, uh, put it out on the Internet and through Facebook and through Twitter. And what happened after that was remarkable. All of his friends came to help him with the lemonade stand. His family was there. Um, and after they had set up, all of a sudden, people just started pulling up in cars one after another. There were literally 30 to 40 cars backed up and people just rolling up and just handing them checks and handing them money for Hercules. Wow. Uh, people blowing wow. horns, people sending money in. Um, and he raised about $12,000, which wow. more than covered Hercules' emergency care at Delaware Valley Hospital. So it was an amazing story. Um, I went down and visited and picked Kate up along with Officer Cooper took him to uh, see uh, Hercules at the hospital, the vet hospital, and to this day, Kate has made a couple of appearances with Hercules at a couple of our events. Um, they're going to stay best friends for a long time. Remember, you promised me when I come back I'll get to meet the young man. That is correct. That is, we're going to have a busy <laughs> schedule for you, Howard. Yeah, yeah, full day together. But, so, Captain, so, so Patrick is just like a little baby. Huh? He just runs around and smiles and... He, he absolutely acts like a pup. Uh, he is like like many dogs. Uh, he is shy at first meeting, uh, but give him a couple of minutes to uh, understand who you are and why you're there, and that immediately disappears, and you are now his. He's going to play with you. He's going to go <laughs> grab a toy and come back and uh, and run around and and yeah, he's just a he's just a very very well adjusted puppy, and I attribute that to the attention and care of the Scavellis and their extended family of employees um, at the vet hospital. Just amazing. One other question, Captain. People want yes. to know, what is your average day like? What is your average day there like? Is, yeah, there is no oh. such thing. No, um, well, as I know, people, no, I, <laughs> as so, people know. Yeah. As people know, I, I also, uh, I'm an elected official where I live. Um, I'm also, obviously, uh, a husband and a father. Um, I also have a real job that pays my bills. Um, but my average day is usually starts around 5.30 in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I'm very lucky that I'm able to stay connected uh, with uh, all of the things I do with today's technology. So even when I'm traveling, even when I'm working, even no matter where I am in the state or out of the state, I can stay in touch with all of the law enforcement officers for the New Jersey State SPCA. Um, you know, I can communicate through email anywhere I am in the world. Um, so if my days run from usually, again, 5.30 in the morning uh, to maybe midnight, 11.30 midnight, and I fit a little bit of every aspect of my life into each and every day, I try to make sure that I give my family some time, give my job the right amount of time, give the SPCA the right amount of time, uh, give Chloe the right amount of time, um, and it's a constant balancing act. But I love it. It makes me happy and keeps me happy. Well, I have to tell you, of course, you know, being the official cheerleader for your page, it is one of my favorite pages, of course. But, you know, you. Captain, I have to commend you. You're always, you know, whether it's a day late, a minute, whatever, you're always getting packed back to people when they have a concern. You always, mm -hmm. have, you know, answer them with respect and dignity. And I think, you know, I know that's why people have so much respect to you. You know, you talk to people. You don't, you know, talk Thank down you. to them. And I was telling Never. people, I was telling people when I was getting attacked with the trolls from my Go Green events, and the captain told me, uh-uh. You're not stopping them, and that's, yep. 
you know, that's what keeps me going. And as we were saying, Captain, everyone does something different, but that's that's what makes the difference. It doesn't matter what you do, cross post rescue. You know, it's it's that's what it's all about. Yep. Uh, I can tell you that, uh, and I think uh, we've had this conversation, but I'd love the opportunity to say it here. One, one of the reasons why I think I'm able to be fairly successful at what I do for the animals is that I always look at things from the animal's perspective. I deal with all of the politics behind the scenes. I deal with all the legal issues, both behind the scenes and up front. I deal with all the people things, but every decision I make, every statement I make, every decision I make as we move forward, I always make sure that I keep that individual animal's best interest at heart. You know, Memphis is a great example. Um, you know, people say, Captain, why, why don't you go to the meetings? You know, mm-hmm. Diana made a personal plea for me to be at the council meeting last night, and I responded back to her that respectfully that that's not where I do my best work. I do my best work behind the scenes on situations like this where I can keep open line of communications with people on all sides of the issue. You know, if you can, if you can put yourself in the middle of a volatile situation and have people from all sides confiding in you and talking to you and asking you for advice, there is no better position to be in to help resolve an issue. To stand up and shout or to stand up and take a side simply shuts down the line of communication from other people. And while it's hard for people to understand at times, the only thing that I really care about in the end, again, is that the animal is in a better place at the end of it. I don't care what people think when things are going on, and I know that may sound rude, but I really don't. Um, I am respectful to everybody I speak to, whether I agree or disagree with them, because I think people deserve that. But at the end of the day, if I keep myself focused on the animal, you never, ever put yourself in a bad place. You're always in the right place. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. I'm sorry. Can you tell us about what's near and dear to your heart, that 2013 calendar where people can get it? Uh, Absolutely, and as you are well aware, the month of June alone with beautiful Chloe is worth the price of that calendar. Uh, But we do have have several hundred left, and they'll be gone, Um, and people can go to www.njspca.org, go to our online store. Um, Our store uh, and all of our officers were volunteers uh, so every single penny of profit that we make goes into our animal welfare fund. I'm very, very proud of the money we spend to help the animals in the state of New Jersey, um, and we want to continue to be able to do that. What 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 month is Patrick? <laughs> uh, Patrick is actually uh, February. Hercules is January. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patrick is February. Um, we uh, we made a conscious decision not to put Patrick in March. Okay. Um, but he is there in all of his glory. Yeah, Captain, I did tell everyone that in March I'll be planning a huge event for Patrick's second rebirth birthday. So hopefully I'll be back. Hopefully we'll be back there and we'll have a big party there. Yeah, I'm hoping, Howard, that quite honestly, and so I'm hoping that within the next um, maybe three to four to five weeks we'll have a couple of major, and even maybe sooner, a couple of our major volatile issues uh, resolved and we'll be able to move forward on many fronts uh, in the best interest of the animals involved. I'm very confident in the ones I'm involved in now um, that we are going to have a positive outcome. Yeah, and, Captain, on behalf of everyone, and I want to tell you and the missus that we're very sorry for the loss you had a couple of weeks ago. I know it was very, very difficult on you. 
and all Thank of you. Yes, it was. And, and I, I know it was very rough on the missus, so please give her hugs. Sue, you want to give I, your, I, I will. Sue, you want to give your massive hug talk to the captain? Don't want to, sorry? <laughs> captain needs some massive hugs. They had a loss in the family, his angel. Oh, everybody bridge, always so. gets asked Sue show hugs. You know that by now. But, um, <laughs> Do you, Captain, do you find it hard? Um, obviously, I, I must just say that I have asked um, for somebody from Bloomfield. I've, we've actually emailed um, Mr. Fitzpatrick to ask him to come on the show. And like you said, <coughs> I really wanted to get him on the show. Obviously, we've had Jeff on this evening, and Jeff's still on the line as well, um, talking about Memphis. And I really wanted, like you said, to have both sides of the story. Yep. <coughs> um. But it's so difficult because sometimes you can't, you know, there's one side that won't come on because they think they're going to get run down. But I'm one of these that I do like to sit on the garden fences, which is one of my favorite sayings. And I like yes. to listen to the other side, whether or not <coughs> it's right or wrong. Yeah, I, I, can, um, I can add to that also. Um, and Memphis is a classic case of what I'm going to say. Um, so many times the politics surrounding an animal become larger than the animal and what's right for the animal. And that's exactly what that's happened so with Memphis's case. And, you know, again, I've been dealing with this kind of stuff for a long time, and I try to tell people to take the emotions out of it, and no one ever takes that advice because it's impossible advice to take. Um, but I still have to try to give it, um, you know, and take the emotions out of the decision. And, and take the politics out of the decision, and that's what I strive so far, so hard for behind the scenes is to do that. And then if people, no matter what side they're on, actually start focusing on the animal rather than their uh, animosity toward those involved, all of a sudden things are resolved very amicably. Um, I deal with this all the time, and Animal Welfare World, if, and this is my dream, if one day all the people in the animal welfare world, all the people in the shelter world, all the people in the rescue world, all of the animal control, all of the NJSPCA, and everybody is guilty of violating, if we would only all work together, we would be the single most important and powerful voice in the United States. But we're far from being there. We're far from being there. But it will happen one day. My name is Sally, and I met... Howard, and I tell you what, I am so thrilled to get to talk to you. Howard Thank told you. me, I was telling me, he, he's like, me and Howard, Howard is my, my best friend. We met through Patrick. We have done, I live in the middle of the country. I live in southern Illinois. He's on the west coast. But I follow you guys because I see things in my own state that I want to change. And the way you, I mean, Patrick's law, that is awesome. I wish we could get that in this state. Um, you know, um, I'm a rescuer myself. I have seven dogs. I just recently rescued another one who was abused, neglected, and heartworm positive. Um, you know, and I, I, I hate to see that these things are going on unpunished, unchanged, that they're considered, dogs in Illinois are considered personal property. Yep. So that's, that's a problem to me. They're, they're not property. They are living, breathing beings. And with, to, if there are animal cruelty laws, but I think it needs to go farther. And the breed uh, discrimination, so much needs to change for that, too. Um, 
but together, like we are here on the show and, and like with through Facebook, together we're making a louder voice. It's, you know, I see it every day. when you, it's, And it all started, somehow Patrick made it click that people yes. woke, a lot of people woke up. We need yes, to wake up even more. Yep. And it's worldwide. And yep. thank God it's happening because these animals were suffering. I mean, they suffered too long. Captain, why do you think Patrick had such a huge, huge impact? Well, um, there were a lot of reasons for that. Um, it gets down into uh, from the original pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people people saw those original pictures, and some people were horrified. Um, and then people saw his eyes, and it's called the will to live. And and Patrick had that. There are there are dogs, and I certainly won't go into this today. But I'd love to come back at some time in the future and talk about Anytime. the issue of animals being put down all across the country needlessly just to make room for more animals to come in. And that's a whole other topic. But oh, yeah. animals animals perfectly healthy because they happen to look a certain way or they're misinterpreted. Uh, in their behavior by someone who's not properly trained to understand that a dog might not really be growling uh, out of aggression. It might be growling, signaling you that something's wrong. Um, and those simple decisions yes. that people make. So Patrick had the will to live. He had those eyes, and he had the ability to start coming back as quickly as he did. And when people saw that, they were stunned and amazed that an animal could fight back from the condition he was in, and it made people feel good. And it made people yeah. happy. And, you know, people that never met Patrick uh, emailed me and told me how they cried for a week straight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just an amazing story. And, it's you know, it's one animal after another that people connect with. Um, and, you know, Patrick's an ambassador for more than animal cruelty. Patrick is going to have an impact on breed-specific legislation in the future, too. I can guarantee you that. Uh, because oh, yeah. that's always something that's in the back of my mind. We have to work through so many emergency things that we're working through right now, but breed-specific legislation will never never be off my plate as something that's got to be ended. And Captain, one thing I wanted to tell you, I really, and I've said this every show, that how much I commend Sue for letting all of us go on. I call myself an average guy going on her show, and she's let me have the honor of being a co-host on Tuesdays, but Captain, she has created so much awareness. She talks about Lennox, Memphis, Vicka, Patrick, she allows... She will allow anyone on. She will allow anyone to give their opinion. And as I said, having you on today, you know how I feel about you, Captain. You Thank you. So, you know, I just want to tell you that Sue has, Sue has just been a tremendous outlet to get the uh, to get the word out there for us, Captain. Absolutely. Oh, stop it now because I'm blushing. But going back to it, Captain, I just want to say something. I, I've got you saying about that, I've got a Rottweiler. And she was 14 weeks old. I've said this story quite a few times. She was 14 weeks old. She laid. Uh, she literally weighed less than four kilos in weight, mm-hmm. and she was literally. Uh, we went and rescued from a house that was. Let's just say um, they'd got drug issues in the house, and the only issue that Miracle had was she couldn't cope with people coming in the house that got baseball hats on, because right. it literally frightened her to death. But now right. she's a beautiful dog. But a lot of people don't know Rotties because. She, like, growls like as if she's purring, and I spoke to Jeff about this, mm-hmm. and it's literally where a lot of people think that she's growling, but she's not growling. That's her showing us her affection, and people that aren't 
don't know these dogs just don't understand them. And and you saying about, you know, these dogs that are put down and everything, very quickly, you know, like I look at Jeff and we've got Memphis, who's absolutely, I mean, I've looked at the pictures and everything else, an absolute mm-hmm. superb dog with Jeff and everything else, and, and he's being judged. Yep. And, and, and on nothing. And, and then we've got all these thousands of dogs, exactly the same situation, who hasn't got somebody's experience as Jeff, Yep. And again, they're, they're not being rehomed either, you know, and then they're putting dogs down. But then they're yep. turning you know, people like Jeff away. Yeah, it's, the amazing, the amazing, yeah, the amazing thing is, and and Jeff knows how I feel about him. Um, you know, Jeff's a pretty humble guy. Um, he doesn't really want people saying great things about him, but I'm going to. Um, I have 100% complete confidence in Jeff's ability to work with any dog, not just Memphis. I have one hundred percent I have one hundred percent in belief that Jeff is truly one of those animal people. And and there are a lot of people that are in the animal welfare industry, in the animal welfare world, uh, who are doing it to make them feel good. Jeff is there for the animals. And and he always has been and he always will be, and that's why I personally and why the NJSPCA will continue to support his efforts in this particular case. Um, and, and any other case that he comes to us with that he feels uh, powerful about, uh, I'll be there for him because he deserves that because I have all the respect in the world uh, for him, uh, Diana, uh, and their love for the animals. I agree. Captain, I tell you about Jeff. First of all, I don't, I've never met him face-to-face. I've talked to him on the phone. But I mm-hmm. rescued two little pit bulls. Um, they're a year old today, actually. It's their birthday. <laughs> and they Seven, they were seven weeks old, and they were abandoned. People moved, left them in the backyard, had their mother chained, who passed away, mm-hmm. and I brought them home. And I thought, well, foster, well, no, they're mine. But, you know, I had Petey's the male and Evie's the female, and we had them ate, neutered, all that. Well, Petey started being aggressive. Mm-hmm. And, it's a, you know, like this, like, it's a pack issue and all that. We seek to get him some training. The people told us when we went there, well, the location where we rescued him from, they were known to breed fighting dogs. It's in his blood. You're just going to have to get rid of him. Mm-hmm. And I, me and my husband cried on the way home because we yep. love these dogs. And I can yep. cry now. But Jeff, I called Howard first. And I said, Howard, he said, call Jeff. I'm like, I'm going to have to call Jeff. And he sent me emailed and talked to me over the phone on how to take care of Petey and his issues. And I tell you what, Petey is 100% better. We did everything Jeff said to the letter, to the T. Jeff cares about animals, or you know, because he helps us. And I am in the middle of the country, and he's in New Jersey, dealing with his own, and he has his pity rescue. But my little pity needed some help, and he helped us. That means yep. the world to us. Let yeah, and something a lot of people don't know about Jeff is he's also very cute. <laughs> yes, he's cute as a button. He's cute as a button. Now i got to speak up. That's it. Jeff? Jeff? <laughs> well, I, here's, okay, first of all, Cap, you know I love you and I appreciate your kind words. And I, I think people need to know something about this Memphis situation that, that they don't know. And this was very early on in the game, so to speak, when we found out that we had to return Memphis. And, you know, 
Cap's been there. He's offered, you know, offered us advice, and you know, and, and I, I have every faith that he's, you know, that and trust that, like many people, he's, you know, doing everything in his power to to be impartial and and to be in in Memphis's best interest. But let me tell you, the most impact Cap has had on this situation is that when I called him, and I'm not sure how many times I called you, Cap, when we found that stuff out, and I was sobbing and sobbing and sobbing. And he was just there for us. Yeah. You know, professional stuff aside, he was there for us to listen and to, to just comfort us. And, you know, that alone, I, I can't tell you how much both Diana and I appreciate the fact that you were there for us emotionally as well as other things. But the emotional support you gave us, we are eternally grateful for for your comfort. Thank you, Jeff. Um, nice try, Jeff. We want. Let's get back to you being cute, <laughs> <laughs> Captain. I I did have a special hello from you from Allison. She said to say hello. She couldn't call in today, but she wanted me to tell you how much she loves you in the New Jersey ASPCA. That's very nice. Thank you, Howard. And you know, I wanted to tell everyone. Um, the captain and I have talked many times on the phone, and I have to tell you, like what the Jeff said. He's just, you know, it's funny. People, I don't know how to say it, Captain, but you know, as you said, you were, you know, you have a very tough job. And you, you know, you've had, you've had. I've been on that page a lot, and you've had criticism. And you know something, Captain? Mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not being sarcastic. You put your pants on one leg at a time, like we do. It's a tough yep. job, and people, people. Hey, Howard, you know, for years, for years, I actually tried jumping off the bed, getting both <laughs> legs in at once. And my wife used to say, "What the hell is wrong with you?" Hey, wait, um, I, yeah, I do. I do put them on the same as everyone. Wait, when else. I come back, I want to see this. But my point is, Captain, you know, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sue! Now we're getting Sue. We're having a rant, but, but you know, hey, Captain. Hey, carry on. People. I'm taking my pants off right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's true, Captain. Um, could, excuse me. Can you just um, just very quickly put the webcam on? We need to see this. <laughs> Show is this? <laughs> oh God! But my point is, Captain. You know, seriously, people can't walk in other shoes. So when people go on there and criticize you, you know, shame, shame. They don't know the. They don't know what's mm-hmm. behind the story, and 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 that's the whole thing. <laughs> Can I? <laughs> He's never got to wear his shoes because he can't put his shoes on and put his pants on. <laughs> no, I'm still working on that as well. Oh, Mrs. Captain, one of the things, Howard, is never going to work. Tell you too. Most is, most of the issues and the troubles that we had uh, originally on the page, yeah. um, I normally would reach out to those people and ask them, here's my phone number, here's my email, uh, call me or contact me because I would love to speak with you. I know you do. And, know. and nine out of ten of those people, after they understood who we really were and what we were really doing and why we were doing it, became supporters. And, yeah. and that's very important, and that's why I try to treat everybody with the utmost respect, no matter what their opinion is. Um, I hear you. Because, you know, most people, uh, look, people in the animal world are passionate as hell, and sometimes they yeah. can't help what they say, and sometimes they can't help what they do. But as long as they're people who are really in it for the animals and they were just being passionate, I give them a pass and say, yeah. okay, from this point forward, Let's communicate, and, and yeah. it's worked so well. So, Captain, I have, a, I, have a, I have a huge favor to ask you. Go ahead. When Patrick is officially adopted that week or so, will you come on the show with us? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You, think we, you think we can get Patrick to bark for us? 
Um, we can probably arrange. We can probably arrange anything with a treat at the proper time of the day. Yes. <laughs> okay, Sue, so we got it. That, I was, was going to say little. we should bring a treat. Yeah, that's going to be go green for Patrick Day on the Sue Show when it happens. There, there you and go. And go green for the barking for the captain. That's right. There you that's go. right. Well, he's in trouble with the he's in trouble with he's in trouble with Mrs. Captain because he's going to be jumping off the bed tonight with one shoe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but yeah. even worse though, when she sees the webcams on. <laughs> and we did uh, we did have a I, I did travel down to New Orleans after the storm hit a couple of weeks ago uh, and work with a couple of the local rescue groups down there, Howard. Yeah. And I got to tell you, uh, again, what a well organized, caring group of people. Uh, they are down there working under very, very difficult circumstances, not in New Orleans, but outside of New Orleans, where, as I said to one of them, I, I don't even, I think this is a different language that I've never heard, I've never even heard before um, <laughs> in what they speak. Um, but just the amount of people down there that are there for the animals and the work they do under extremely difficult and stressful conditions, um, I was very, very impressed. Yeah, well, you know, something Now, Captain, is- I've got to ask you a question, um, yes. and this is sort of, um, going back to the Memphis thing, um, I've yep. been actually asked on the chat, we've got quite a few people in the chat who love you very much, to say the least. There's about 50 of them in there, and they're all saying to say hello, so hello from everybody. Um, Thank you. Somebody's put, and I agree with this, that they worry about Memphis being abused and attempt to make him aggressive so they can point fingers and say, we told you. Mm-hmm. Is, have you have ever heard of this before in your line of work and... I think, to be fair, a lot of us ordinary folk, and I'm going to say ordinary folk, the ones that are sharing the links, the ones that, that are literally working as a team, we sometimes feel like it, it, it's not enough, and we say to Jeff, what can we do? And obviously Jeff's got his lot of work to do, and we've got ours, but mm-hmm. I, I want to – it's difficult for us ordinary folk to see it because we're like, why can't you just let him go? Yeah, it, it is it is difficult to understand. And when people tell, when people contact me and say, I simply, I I can't wrap my head around this. I can't understand this. Um, the reason you can't understand it, and no matter how hard you ever try, you never will, um, because you're not that type of person. Um, you know, yes, I have heard of situations like that. Uh, yes, I have heard of of shelters that will actually put an animal down to punish a volunteer because the volunteer, you know, built a relationship with an animal and the person that is in charge of that shelter to to show that person, hey, I'm the boss, would actually euthanize an animal uh, Mm. because they had the legal right to do it uh, and they do it to control people. Um, The the list of things that are horrifying that go on uh, is way too long to talk about, Um, but yes, it does happen. Yes, it's true. Um, yes, it's so, so wrong. Uh, and, you know, the one good thing with Memphis is um, there's a lot of people who have met Memphis who are, are prominent people who see what that dog is and knows that that dog has great opportunity to be adopted into the right home and insert Jeff and Diana's home there. If you want, that's fine. That would be wonderful. Um, and it is a high-profile case. There are a lot of people watching uh, I'm not going away. When I tell people that I've got a certain animal's back, I've got that animal's back. And I will yeah. do anything and everything I can to make sure that the right thing happens for that animal. The, the hardest thing on people is these things take time, and people don't want to give things time. They want things resolved now. 
and yeah. and you know you know some sometimes stories spiral out of control and they're not true. Um, you know, pictures hit the internet. People who aren't aware of certain circumstances think that something is wrong. They say it. The next thing you know, a thousand people say it. So you know, the most important thing is to keep real, keep yeah. real, and and don't worry about the non-issues and just continue to work on the real issues to get the issue resolved. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, the other thing I want to ask you a bit of a favor myself, Captain, I obviously want to get uh, Mr. Fitzpatrick on, and Mm -hmm. you sound like me that you'd be very good at sitting on the garden fence. So if I got him in, would you be able to call into the show to join us? Um, I'm going to say absolutely yes, and I'll also tell you that I don't think that that's going to happen but I will absolutely, I will be available and um, just reach out to me at any time if that is arranged. Okay. Uh, the thing is, I would really want him to come onto the show because, and it's not, you know, I'm very, you'll get used to the Asu show rants, okay, because when <laughs> I want to rant, I'm quite good at them, to be fair. And I'd love to go to one of the council meetings with Jeff because I'd love to say my few words. But anyway... Um, I can feel a rant coming on, so I'll shush now. But, um, but I, I don't want to be like that. I actually want to really find out what's going on because I, mm-hmm. I think there's so many other sides. I mean, I mean, I've, I've heard different things that you know, Bloomfield Field have actually rehomed dogs that have actually bitten people and they've still rehomed. We mm-hmm. haven't actually had an issue with Memphis yet. He, he isn't able to go home, and I would just love to get this this Mr. Fitzgerald in. Not to have a go or whatever, because at the end of the day, he's literally, as far as he's concerned, doing his job. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But that I, I would love to just get him on to talk to us so that we could literally get both sides. So if anybody's actually in the chat or you're listening to the show, whether live or after the event, when you've listened to it back later, if Mr. Fitch... Fitzpatrick, sorry, I'm saying the wrong name, but if Mr. Fitzpatrick is actually listening to the show or somebody who knows him, please ask him to email me or get in touch via Facebook. However, I would love him to come on the show because I would love to understand it. And just because I'm an ordinary person and I would just like to sit in the garden fence and talk to this guy. And I promise to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Not exactly believing that, but... Hey, Cap. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, Sue. Yep. Will you be taking callers that day? <laughs> um, oh, only, only if you're speaking in a little bit of a foreign twang, so he doesn't know it's you. Yes. <laughs> Captain, I just wanted to tell you, I'm getting a lot of PMs from all over the world. People that have never heard your voice, and they're just so happy you came on to the show. And um, Good, thank you. And and and, you, and you're getting greetings from all over. And as you know, as I've told you, you know, I want to just tell everyone a quick story that Captain may not remember. Last year, a friend of mine bought me the calendar, last year's calendar. I, I remember I remember everything, Howard, by the way. Well, anyway, she sent, you know, Captain's a busy guy, and she asked him if he would autograph it. And a couple of days later, I got an envelope with the calendar and it had Captain's autograph. And I can't tell you how much that meant to me, Cap. Thank you. Thanks. I do remember. Hey, well, I don't mean to interrupt, but I, I have to run. I have actually a training appointment I have to run to. Take care, Jeff. Um, thank you all for having having me on again, and it was great to, uh, speaking to all of you. And take care. I'll talk to you guys soon. Uh, Jeff, a very quick, a big, a, a little, just a big hug before you go, okay? Sure. <laughs> all right, look after yourself. All right, you know, take care. You know, Sue, okay. i got to say, I gotta, I'll go out on a limb, Sue. This is probably the best show you've ever had today. 
Oh, I'll tell you what. I, to be honest, Captain, it's the first time that I've spoke to you, but I can honestly say it's a pleasure. And I always say to everybody, if it, they're a friend of Howard's, they're a friend of mine. And he's, he never lets me down, to be fair. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate the opportunity, actually, to come on and uh, speak with you all. And I'm sure, Howard, it's going to be a late night for me on Facebook tonight now. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, Captain, and I, and I will be. Now, Captain, by all means, join the Ask Sue show page, won't you? Because I know a lot of them, I have shared the links, and we'll put the links on the Ask Sue show page for you, to go, okay. obviously, to go to your page. Um, but we'd love you to come back onto the show again. Two hours was, you know, an hour wasn't long enough. We need to definitely have a show just with you and uh, find out the true you behind the scenes as well. Has to be on oh, a tu- would, has to be on a Tuesday though, Cap. And yeah. that's fine. That okay. works. That works just fine. I was available last Tuesday, Howard. I know. Well, Sue's internet crashed. <laughs> what can I tell you? You know. Oh, Listen. don't. We had real bad problems last week. We're trying to forget it. Hey, Captain. Cap. <laughs> yes. Captain, I'll leave you on this note. When I come back to visit, I got those special bowling shoes. Excellent. Oh, no. Excellent. Great. Great. <laughs> Captain, it has been an honor to meet you. Howard has told me he's talked to you so many times. And Thank you very much. You you are an inspiration, I tell you. And, you know, I'll, I'll go on New Jersey SCA side. Yeah, I do cross posting. I, I volunteer and stuff. But you guys are, you do tremendous work. You really, really do. And Thank you I very really, much. I greatly appreciate you with all you do. I really do. I'm very lucky that I get to be the face and the voice of the STCA. The reality of it is that there's 40 of us running around the state of New Jersey doing everything we can for the animals. And, again, I say I I am the lucky one that gets to be uh, the spokesperson and the voice and the public figure for the STCA. I'm extremely proud of representing the organization and the people uh, in the organization because that's what makes our organization great is those people. And he gets to go bowling with Tiffy. There you go. <laughs> you got to keep your cheats like anything, Howard. Holy cow. Well, listen when, I, listen, when I come back with those bowling shoes, the three of us are going. She's going down. That's it. <laughs> I was too busy talking to people, and she's picking up the ball, but it's my turn and throwing it in the gutter. <laughs> like, what Just the wait, heck? Cap. Learn that? Just wait. We'll get her. We'll get even with her. Don't worry. I will and again, uh, all of you, all of you, thank you so, so much. I really appreciate what you all do uh, in, all, in what you do. Uh, you are all an important part of the entire animal rescue, animal welfare world. Uh, each and every person has a different skill and a different ability to be able to help animals, and it's people like you, whether you're a foster, whether you're a rescue, whether you're a transporter, whether you're a shelter volunteer, a shelter employee, a vet tech, a volunteer at a vet's office, every single person, whatever you can give to help the animals, just give that. You know, just like if you're a photographer, go to your local shelter and offer to photograph the dogs for free uh, so that they exactly. can be put on, online. Um, everybody can do something. A painter can paint a building. A landscaper can cut the grass. Um, yeah. Everybody can step up and help. It's not all about money. Yeah, exactly. Um, Captain, I've, I've just asked um, people in the chat if they've got anything they'd like to ask you. Now, they've actually just brought up something that I always ask everybody, and I haven't asked you. I've actually, um, people obviously want to um, sort out the BSL, amend it or delete it. Different people mm-hmm. want different things. My thing is I want to start OSL, which is owner-specific legislation. What's your thoughts? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, there's there's a whole world of opportunity for improvement 
in the world of animals right now. And, mm-hmm. you know, every every single person um, has a different issue that they feel is important to them. And what I tell people when they contact me, how can I, how can I change this? Um, you know, start out at your local level. Uh, find find the local elected official uh, that has the same passion for animals as you do, and they're out there. Find a county official. Uh, find a state official, um, you know, who has that passion for animals, and open up a line of communication with them. It's extremely, extremely effective. You know, in dealing with the legislature here in New Jersey and being an elected official myself on a municipal level, um, I sometimes am amazed at how little some of the uh, legislators actually understand about what they're getting ready to vote on. Um, and that's a, very, that's a very scary place to be. Um, you know, we as the public can help educate the legislature on animal issues, and that's what we need to do because there are literally um, – I wish I could live to be 300 years old because I have 300 years worth of work ahead of me to try to make change. <laughs> Um, you know, and I know I'm not in, I'm only one of thousands of people uh, who do what I do. Um, but, you know, there's so much work that needs to be done to change things little by little. You know, to, the, the law that we just had signed into, into law last week by Governor Christie was a law that simply said in the state of New Jersey, you cannot sell horse meat for human consumption and you can't transport horses through the state of New Jersey that are bound for human consumption. My God, it took this long to pass something that simple, humane, and logical? Yeah. And the answer yeah. is yes, it did. But now it's done. So now we cross that off the list and we move forward. Well, Captain, I want to thank you so, so much for coming on to the show. I know the ASU show listeners on the chat and everybody's listened to the show. I've had messages on my inbox, on Facebook, and everything. I've got messages, and I think I'll be joining you for that all-night messaging tonight. Okay, love, but I, I want to thank you very, very much for joining the Ask Sue show. We've absolutely loved it. And um, Sorry, but you'll be having to come back on again if you can cope with us. <laughs> absolutely, I would love to. Anytime Captain, I can surround my people like you, I'll take the opportunity, believe me. Captain, thank, thank you, Howard. You so much. Captain, thank you so much, my friend. I'll talk to you soon. You're a good man, Howard. I appreciate your support, and thanks for what you do for the animals as well. Thank, thank you, you so much. Cap. I really appreciate all right. that. All right. Take Bye-bye care. All. Bye-bye. Thanks, Captain. Okay, thank you very Take much. Care. Good Bye-bye. night. Bye-bye. Wow. Wow. What a man. Wow. Ask Sue would just like to do a, two words of a rant. <laughs> whoop, whoop. <laughs> you know, I have to, you know, Sue, Sue, I have to tell you guys, when I called him up, I just said, Cap, I have a small favor. And he was like, what, Howard? I said, would you call into the Ask Sue show? He said, when? Just tell me when. That's the kind of guy he is. Excellent. Um, John, are you still alive on there? You're very quiet. Uh, I am. I'm just trying to, hey, he's the new guy on the block. I wanted to let him have all that time. <laughs> John, are you jumping, oh, off, the, you John, are you jumping off the bed there? Um. <laughs> No, I was actually doing it off the couch, and I, three tries I missed every time. So I'm going back to one leg. No, I have, I, I have to tell you guys the story about the bowling shoes. The captain was involved in a chat. They were in, uh, doing a charity event from bowling. Captain had on these neon bowling shoes. They were, they were the funniest thing you could ever see. You would crack up. So I had a joke with them. When I come back, I'm going to wear them when we go bowling. <laughs> <laughs> But I'll tell you, Sue, he's one of the most kind-hearted, um, just just an amazing guy. Yep. Um, 
I want to literally thank everybody that's in this chat room tonight. I tell you what, they've been absolutely fantastic. They've been sharing links and everything. It's been absolutely brilliant. And thank you very much to everybody that has joined in. Um, it's been oh, just brilliant, isn't it, to say the least. So firstly, I want to just say to everybody, um, I want to thank John Rosa for coming on. And he is the guy that does the... Uh, Patrick Miracle page. So everybody, please go into the Ask Sue Show group. We're going to put all the links on there for you to join up with. So if anybody's in the chat and they want to put any links on the Ask Sue Show page, by all means, put it on. That's fine. So we'll put John's on. And then I want to thank, obviously, the lovely Sally. Thank you very much, Sally, for coming on as well. Oh, you're welcome anytime, Sue. I love it. Uh, and love a very happy birthday to the doggies, too. <laughs> oh, I will. They're 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 waiting on me to go make their uh, treats, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, a massive thank you to my very very good friend Howard Einstein. If anybody would like to friend him, I will put a link to his uh, lovely um, file after the show as well on the Ask Sue Show page. Um, and do you know what? For anybody who says that we cannot make a difference after a show like that, I tend to disagree. At the end of the day, every single one of you in the chat, every single person that's been on the show tonight, and every single person that listens to the show afterwards, you are all making a difference. Whether you share one link, whether you share a hundred, whether or not you tell a mate, whether or not you go and rescue a dog, whatever it may be, you are making a difference. And the Ask Sue show just asks one favour. Please tell people about the Ask Sue show so we can get a bigger voice to spread it all over the world. And we need to start saving these dogs and making a difference. And we can only do that if this voice gets bigger. And, and I can only do so many rants. On behalf of all of us, we love you and we thank you for everything you've done, my friend. Oh, yeah. it's been fun. Oh, it's been my pleasure. Absolute pleasure. And, and Sue, we're going to get you over here. We're going to, when Patrick and Memphis are home, you're getting over here and you're going to go bowling with us. Right, John? Sure. Oh, only one can, and I one am going thing, to your tail all over the lane. <laughs> There's one, just one thing I must insist on. I am not trying two feet at one time, love. <laughs> I got to tell you guys something. We get before we go bowling. <laughs> but I got to tell you, the captain told me, when um, uh, the captain told me when I go meet Patrick, I said, Captain, you better be there because you're going to have to pick me up. I'll probably pass out. <laughs> <laughs> Do if I may. Oh. Yep, go on. I just, wanted to, I just wanted to mention we would be remiss if we didn't thank Larissa with the Lexus project for yes. popping in as well. Oh, we did. Yeah, Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Uh, and we'll definitely be having her back on the show as well. Um, and it was fantastic to get her on. I, do you know what? I think we've got about six shows ahead of us already just from tonight's show, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. And of course, and it, was, and, it was, and it was lovely to hear Diane's voice today. It was. Um, if Diane is listening to the show still, massive hugs to you, darling. I know she's working so hard behind the scenes. And um, to be fair, Jeff's very good at talking, and poor Diane doesn't get a word in. But <laughs> to be fair, she's had a word in tonight, and are just massive hugs to the both of them, to say the least. So um, we've got two minutes to the end of the show. So thank you guys for calling in tonight. I really appreciate it. Okay. Thank you. Glad to be here. All you do. And we'll be back. Are you going to sing us out? What's that? Are you going to sing us out? Am I going to sing us out? I'm not going to sing us out, but we are going to say a prayer for Memphis. And, you know, like the captain said, um, 
you know, don't assume anything. And, you know, as he said, we all get passionate, but we all have to work together. And those were truly words of wisdom from him. They they truly were. Definitely. And uh, definitely. We'll, be, we'll be back next Tuesday. Yes. Yes, definitely, definitely so. So thank you very much, all of you, for joining the show. And I shall catch up with you all next Tuesday. Okay, Sue, so I'll talk to you. Oh, okay, then, love. Good night, everybody. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 And I would just like to say a very quick good night from the Ask Sue. And please go and join the Ask Sue Show group on Facebook. And thank you very much to everybody who's been in the chat tonight. Love you all. And I'll speak very soon. Good night.